All right. Hello, fellow travelers. Thank you for joining me again. Episode 18. Um, this is going to be probably some kind of cereal and marshmallows in it. I don't know. I haven't decided yet, but this is episode 18. Uh, this is the last um, episode of April. It's also the last episode talking about Matthew 13, where we're talking about the soils of the heart. Uh, so thank you for joining me. My name is Paul. Um, if this is your first time, welcome. I'm hoping that you've listened to some of the other ones because that'll be a little bit more instructive if you have. But if not, uh, there's still good things you, you can uh, gain from this as well. Uh, just got back from a uh, fun little trip to uh, Indianapolis. I went over to watch um, Jervis Campbell. Um, I learned how to say his name. Um, so Jervis, Jer- Jervis, no, um, yeah, Jervis. Jervis, not Jervis, Jervis Campbell and uh, Thomas Austin. Uh, it was a fun trip. Um, I've been trying to document some of that stuff over on the Unbroken Ground uh, channel. Uh, so um, check that out if you want to follow along and see some of the pictures I'm taking, some of the video. Um, there's some really cool stuff of uh, uh, Jervis uh, performing uh, one of my favorite songs called Glory uh, uh, for the crowd and as, a, as an encore. Um, and it is pretty amazing. Uh, so go over to the uh, Instagram, check that out. Um, that's got a lot of bonus stuff there. Uh, it's got some, you can also listen to some clips from my old, uh, podcast. Also see some of the food that I eat. Uh, I'm actually headed out, uh, this week for a trip for work. So I'll probably post some more things, some more pictures just to keep everybody in the loop and just, uh, have some fun with that as well. So that's over on the, uh, the unbroken ground underscore the unbroken ground, uh, at at uh, Instagram, uh, if you search for that, you'll find it, uh, The Unbroken Ground, and then you'll see the uh, the familiar podcast logo as the picture, and follow me over there, that way you can always be able to see all the things that, that are going on. As always, uh, if you have any comments, you can find me on Facebook at The Unbroken Ground. Uh, you can also send an email to theunbrokenground at gmail.com. Uh, always willing to hear any questions or feedbacks that you have, uh, feedback that you have. Um, and uh, glad for any fans, uh, follow me on that Facebook, then you will get to hear about uh, not only the podcast that I put out, but also uh, when I'm writing for my blog and Pathios. Uh, this past month, I've actually been writing uh, some companion uh, articles that go along with the uh, podcast that I'm doing, talking a little bit more in depth about the, the soils of the heart and the parable of the sawyer sower uh, and so um you can check those out as well uh, so yeah you can you can find that on the facebook page but also you can just go to pathios.com and search for an oh and search for unbroken ground uh, you can always find me in the evangelical travel uh, channel um and uh, but also if you just search for unbroken ground you can find me there as well all right so yeah this is the last episode of april i'm going to be talking about again matthew 13 and we will be talking about the, the last soil which is the good soil thanks for joining me uh and i hope that you find some great encouragement as always i am humbled that by anybody that would listen to this and i hope that you find encouragement in finding in following jesus All right, so as I said, we are now at the final soil uh, in the, as we talk about the, the soils of the heart, um, and we've gotten to the last soil, which Jesus talks about as the good soil, and it says that when the seed, which is God's word, uh, lands in the good soil, 
it produces fruit uh, and and it produces a bounty. Uh, it's it's not just some fruit, but it produces bountifully. It produces fruit far beyond um, the expectations, and that is the kind of life that Jesus is calling us to. So if you if you will do a quick review, um, if you if you take care of your heart, and uh, you don't have the hard heart, if you haven't hardened your heart so the seed can't I- even get into the soil, uh, if you have allowed um, your heart to, to be deep and allow roots to go deeper and so it's not shallow uh, soil and so that that your that the word of God withers when it's uh, whenever uh, the persecution happens or trouble happens if you if you have pulled up the weeds if you've if you've allowed if you've asked God to help you get rid of the weeds and the thorns that are in your heart and now you have just good soil soil, soil that's ready to receive God's word um, that's the place that in you produce good fruit. And, and I, that is the desire that we always want to be. We want to be in the place where God's word will work to the fullest ability that it can in our hearts and our lives. And it is a, it is a, it is a journey. It is a struggle. It is a discipline to get there because, um, we are, we we want things to be passive, that we just want God's word to work, uh, and and f- come into full fruit 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 um, producing mode in us just by we just I'll just receive it I'll hear it, um, but but there's really more to that it's it's more to the condition of your heart like are you preparing your heart to produce the fruit are you working day after day to know who jesus is to know who god is to to be in that relationship not just a passive oh yeah i i i I hear his word um and i i maybe i even believe his word but i don't actually practice the things that he teaches me i don't build my life on that firm foundation and so uh, the, the heart that produces fruit is a heart that is ready to hear, respond, and nourish, nurture the seed. And so when it lands in the good soil, it, it, doesn't, it, it finds a place where it has all the nutrients it needs, it has the water it needs, and, and it grows into this, this uh, plant, this 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 mode where it begins to produce fruit. And so I, I just want to give, I, I know that I don't always give super practical um, examples because um, I'm really trying to just talk about some, some overviews, some, some, some million mile view about what it means to follow Jesus. And, and at the end, I sometimes give a little bit more practical, but I want to be, I want to be as practical as I can be in this one, because I think that it's important for us to understand uh, what that means to produce good fruit. So, so I want to do an. Ex- I want to do um, just kind of a walkthrough of what I think that means. So, I want to take, for example, let's see that. Let's say that you read in your Bible, and Jesus says, and this is I've talked about this in one of the podcasts, but Jesus says, "Love your enemies," and you go, "Okay." So Jesus says, "Love, love my enemies." Um, now, here, here's what happens if if you have a hard heart. Um, and you hear, love my enemies, the first thing that you want to do is be like, heck no, I'm not going to love my enemies. Those, they're the people that persecute me, they hurt me, they damage me. 
I, there's, there's no, I don't have love for the enemies and I don't want it. Jesus, don't tell me I have to love my enemies. My, my heart, that hard heart pushes the word away. And so then it, it's not able to produce that fruit. If you have a shallow heart, you say, love your enemies. You go, yeah, I can do that. Yes, this sounds like a good idea. But then as you get into it um, and, and you try to love your enemies and they still mistreat you, they still abuse you, they still say terrible things to you or treat in whatever they might do. And you go, yep, nope, not worth it. <laughs> not going to do it. Um, I, I was, I tried, I tried. Seems seemed like a good idea, uh, but obviously it doesn't work. Uh, so that that shallow soil, it 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 doesn't last through the trials and tribulations. Um, or maybe, uh, and then you get into, okay, Jesus, you say love my enemies, but if if I love my enemies, it cost it's gonna cost me. I'm I'm it's gonna cost me my resources. It's gonna cost me time. It's it's like if I love my enemies. What if I don't have enough money or enough resources? If I don't have enough for me because I loved my enemy, because I, I sought to bless them. And, and so, Jesus, I, I want to love my enemy, but I can't because I don't, I don't have enough, enough time, enough energy, enough uh, spiritual uh, gunction, whatever it might be. When we, when, we, when we allow the worries, the thorns, the worries, and the deceitfulness of wealth to come in, it stops us. And it says, oh, I was going to do that, but I didn't have the time. I didn't have the money. I didn't have the emotional, spiritual strength to do that. God, I, I just couldn't because I needed those things for me. And so you might love a little, but, but you can't love a lot. And then there's the fourth soil, and, and this is where the seed plants, and he says, love, love my enemies. And you go, ah, and Jesus says that we ought to be doers of his word and not just hearers. That, that if, if I am going to, to build my life uh, as a firm foundation on the foundation of who Jesus Christ is and who Jesus Christ says I should be, then I need to do the things that Jesus says I should do. And one of the things that he says I should do is that I got I have to love my enemies. So then we begin, we say, God, what does that mean? What does that look like? God, show me what it means to love my enemies. God, can you show me who my enemies are? Can you show me how I can love them? And, and, then, and then you go even deeper and you say, okay, God, but what even is love? And so then, then you, you move out of just even just the Gospels and you turn over to 1 Corinthians and you see, you see 1 Corinthians and, and to chapter 13 where it talks about love and it says, it says love is patient, love is kind, love is, is it, it bears, it bears, it remembers no wrongs, it always hopes. And then you, and then you, you start thinking about that and you go, okay, okay, so I'm supposed to to love my enemies. I'm, I, I, got, I got to be kind to them. I've, I, I, I got to figure out how to be patient with them. I've got, I've got how to, I've got to figure out how to, to not remember the wrongs they've done against me. I've, I've got to be long suffering. I have got to always hope for them because that's what love is. And then that seed that that is in our hearts, 
to be more like Jesus starts to produce fruit. You see, when we seek to be like Jesus, when, we, when we're in his word, when we pray, when we're in relationship with him, then we naturally start becoming more like Jesus. But it's not just a passive thing. Because, because it's, not just be a, it's not just to be a hearer. Oh, okay, Jesus, I hear you. Yeah, that is good. We should love our enemies. That is a, that's a good word, you know, and people need, they, they really need to hear that today. You know, people need to be kind. That is so true. Yeah, those other people need to hear that. I'm good. And Jesus says, no, you be a doer of the words I have given you. Jesus says, if you, if you want to be known as my follower, you'll, you'll obey my commands. If you want to be known as, as a disciple, then you'll do as I did. Jesus, on the night before his death, he's, he's having one final meal with his friends. And, and he gets up um, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. Even, even the, the disciple who will betray him. Even the disciple who in the end declares himself an enemy to Jesus. Jesus washes his feet, serves him. Jesus goes to, to die on the cross for the very people who were mocking him, for the people who were spitting on him, for the people who were um, crying out and, and saying, Jesus, you've saved other people, but you can't even save yourself. Call on, if you're really the son of God, show us now. Call on your father. You're the king of the Jews. And, and Jesus took it all. And he said, Father, forgive them. So then in our hearts, we start saying, okay, okay, okay. So I see what Jesus did. I know what Jesus did. What does that mean for me? What is the fruit that, that you want to produce, God? And Paul lines it out. He says, if you're going to be a follower of Jesus, the Spirit comes. And, and here's, here's the wonderful part of this, is that to be a doer of the Word is not just our own effort it's not our own energy like like we don't just have to try harder like i think sometimes we get that so confused we get so worried about uh the 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 works um that we do um we get so worried about confusing people and, and telling people that salvation is by the works that we do um and and that's not again not Never, ever, ever is that anything I'm indicating. But what, what I think the danger of, of being so against the works is that we, we make following Jesus into just basically um, a, a, an agreement of beliefs. I believe Jesus is my Savior. And, and, but then, the, but then James, James tells us, he says, if you have faith, then show it. I'll show you my faith by what I do. Faith without works, my friends, is dead. You don't, you're not saved by your works. You're not, there's not salvation. Of the, you can't do enough to earn 
salvation. You, you, there's not enough good works that you can do in your life to earn salvation. So don't get it crossways. When I say that we need to produce good fruit, what I'm saying is, is not because it's, it's our path to salvation, but it, it, it does reflect the truth of our salvation. Jesus says, you will know them by the fruit they produce. A good tree will produce good fruit. A good tree. So, so there was never an, an, an Never in Paul and Jesus' minds in the Bible is there ever the idea that you could have someone who truly believes in Jesus and but but refuses to follow his word. We're all going to fall short. We're all going to have those places where we don't do exactly what we should do, that we, we're not perfect. Um, we're still going to mess up until we have our redeemed bodies, until we're on the other side of death. We're going to be constantly at 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 the risk of sin and at the risk of trouble, at the risk of not doing about, about listening to our flesh and be tempted, all of that. But, but Jesus did not have any version that he didn't say, come follow me. Your salvation is not dependent upon it. The, the thief on the cross. Yeah, you're right. He didn't have a whole lot of works, but he did have that moment of clarity where he said, Jesus, when you're in your kingdom, will you remember me? I mean, can you imagine Jesus on the cross? Jesus in excruciating pain. He's being, he's being mocked by the leaders of the, the religious beliefs that should know he is the Messiah. And yet they're mocking him in arrogance, but a thief on the cross next to him proclaims who he is. And there's salvation in that. But for those of us who are alive, Jesus and Paul calls us to the fact that, that God has works for us to do. James says, if you have faith, you'll have works. You can't have faith without works. And so this this is the fruit that you produce. Paul talks about it. He says, if and and, and this is sorry, this is this is that was a long tangent to get back to this. It's not in our own strength that we have to do that. Rather, it is that when we make Jesus Christ Lord of our lives, then then we invite Jesus in and he he has sent the helper, the Holy Spirit, to come and live in our lives and to, to give us the power to live in such a way that was pleasing to God. And so it's, it's hard. Um, it's hard to think about this because it's hard to know when I begin and where the Spirit, where, where I end and the Spirit begins and the power and where all that, because I can only think of my, my mind and I can, and I do my best to listen to the Spirit, but, but we are empowered to live by the Spirit, to walk by the Spirit. And thus by walking by the Spirit, Paul tells us in Galatians, that we will produce the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, patience, kindness, self-control, and so on. And so I think the question that we have to meditate on, the question we have to meditate on is, 
am I a doer of his word? Do I do what he has told me to do? Am I building my foundation upon that? Not, not, am I, not am I earning my salvation, not am I somehow earning God's good grace by what I do, but rather because, because Jesus Christ has brought salvation, has brought a new creation in me, then I have a new way of living. This fruit that produces is a new way of thinking. Romans 12 says this. It says, I, I offer up my body as a living sacrifice um, so that my mind might be renewed. Like, like Jesus' is, death, life, and resurrection and the Holy Spirit coming to live in us actually renews our mind. It, it, it changes, it shapes the way that we think. And that's what good fruit does. Good fruit is the production of that when our thoughts, because because Jesus understood this, that the things in our hearts, the things in our hearts, the thoughts that we have when it's just us on the inside will shape the things that we say and we do. And so if we are pure on the inside, if we are right on the inside, then the outside will follow. That's why Jesus says, don't you know it's not what you eat that defiles you? And, and confused all the disciples because they were certain that, that God had taught them that all of the, the things that defile were about whether you ate something that was clean or unclean. And Jesus is like, no, 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 no. Don't you understand that it is the condition of the heart that dictates what comes out of the mouth and what 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 thoughts you have in the brain and the soul start on the inside and so if you have if you have Jesus in your heart and the holy spirit living in your heart then you have that same power you have access to the same god the same power that Jesus did and so Paul would say so so walk by the spirit and you will see the good fruit produced it will change the way you think about things. It will shape the way you see the world. If, if you pray, if you meditate, if you seek God's presence, it will change how you view yourself and how you view the world. But it's hard work. And that's what, what I think is it's, it's this paradox, right? Because it's nothing that we can do, but yet we have to participate it's, it's nothing, we can't do it on our own. We can't force it. We can't, we can't put enough energy into it. We can't put enough thought into it. We can't do it on our own. We can only do it by the grace of Jesus. But we also have to be active and, uh, an active participant in it. We can't just wait. We can't, you know, somebody, some great preacher, I'm, preacher, I'm sure, youth minister, would say this. He says, you, you can't become a car just by sitting in a garage. You can't become a Christian just by sitting in church. Even just by listening to podcasts or reading blogs, like, like those are things that are good. I hope that you do those things. Um, I hope that you continue to do those things. If not mine, that's fine. But 
those are good things to take in to help you know what to do and to help you hear from God because because God has created us to be a community and so um, we learn from each other and God God allows us to encourage one another and to shape one another and the things that I say will encourage you and the things that you say will encourage me and we'll be able to work together as a body to proclaim the goodness of God and and so these are good things but but there is no sitting on the bench. There's no passive Christianity. There's no passive pursuit of God. That's why Paul in, in, in Philippians, um, that's why he says, I, I am pushing on. I, I, everything, that I've, everything that I've accomplished, everything I've accomplished, and, and there was a lot. <laughs> like Paul is, not, Paul is not humble bragging here. He's not like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. Um, he could have, I mean, he started churches. He, he shared, he shared the gospel. He, 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 he spurned, he spun out movements, complete church movements. And this is what he said. He says, he's, he's at the, towards the end of his life, Philippians is toward the end of his life. And he's thinking back and he goes, everything I've done is meaningless up to this point because I am still pursuing Jesus Christ with all that I am. It's all, it's all trash. And he didn't mean it in like, well, that was all useless. But what he meant was the Christian life until you die, until Jesus returns is meant to be lived and it's meant to be pursued. And that relationship with Jesus, that production of fruit that God talks about in the Bible, the, the, who, the things that we're supposed to be known by, we're supposed to be known by our love, are things that we're still called to if we're here on this earth. God call, is calling us to produce the good fruit. Jesus put it this way. You're the city on a hill. Let your light shine before men. Don't hide your light. Uh, that old song that we would sing when we were young. Hide it under a bushel. No, I'm going to let it shine. You're the salt of the earth. You, you, bring, you, you preserve and you bring flavor. But if you lose your saltiness, what good are you? You're the peacemakers. How wonderful are the feet of those who carry the good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel. You're the commissioned. Just before Jesus returned to heaven, he gathered the disciples and he said, go. Go into the world and wherever you go, whether it be in your town, in your state, in your country, in other countries, wherever you go, go and make disciples and baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go, and as you go, as you're going, proclaim the goodness, the, the truth of who Jesus is. You're God's workmanship. God's working on you. He wants to shape you. He wants to create uh, deeper, 
and more meaningful relationship with you. He wants to see the fruit you produce. He, he has many good works that he set aside just for you. If you're a follower of Jesus, God has set aside good tasks for you to do. And so as we come to the end of this section of this or this this month, as we come to this end of this this parable, here's my here's my challenge. Don't let your heart be hard. When God when you hear God's word, respond with all joy and chase after it. And don't be shallow. Yeah, sometimes it's gonna be hard. Sometimes it's just not going to be easy. It's going to hurt. It's going to stretch you. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to stress you out. Don't let that steal the joy you have at hearing his word. Don't be shallow. Don't, don't let your roots just be, be deep enough to, to be in. And then when things go, when the going gets tough, you're out. Third, don't, don't be distracted. I, I again and again I go back to this, but there's that 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 picture of Mary and Martha, and and Martha is concerned about so many things of this world, so many worries. I'm doing too much work. We're not going to get it all done. Jesus, can you just tell Mary to come help me so that we can get all the things we need to get done? Don't you want to eat dinner on time? Somebody's got to set the table. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha, you are worried about so much. But the only thing that's really important, Mary has chosen. And it will not be taken from her. Don't get distracted. Don't let the weeds of worry and the deceitfulness of wealth rise up in your heart and strangle out and take away the nutrients from the, from the good things that God wants to do. And then finally, Produce good fruit. Be a producer. Chase, chase after God. Chase after him so that you can produce the fruit that he wants you to produce. Until you die, if you're a follower of Jesus, that's your call. Jesus told his followers, he said, if you want to build your house on a firm foundation, then you will be a doer of my word. You will follow my words. You'll follow my commands. And that is how you build your house on the solid rock. Anything else, and you're building on the sinking sand. Be a wise builder. And allow your wisdom to shine in the fruit you produce. And may you walk in the power of the Holy Spirit as that fruit is manifested in your life. I don't know where you're at in that journey. I don't know where the condition of your heart is. But whatever it may be today, start by asking God to take you to the next level. If you've got a hard heart, ask God for shallowness. If you've got shallowness, ask God that he would take you deeper. So that, and, and then if you've got weeds, ask God how to get rid of them. 
God, how do I get the good, get the good soil of my heart? God, help me get to the place that there's nothing between me and producing the good fruit. And God, let your power come. Those are the kind of prayers that God is waiting to answer because that's the kind of follower, person, believer he wants you to be. That's his will for you. That you would, that you would hear his word and, and produce much fruit from that. So there's your challenge. There's your practical. What are you going to do? I don't know where you're at, but I hope that you found a place to, to, to put your Ebenezer your remembrance stone that says, here I am, God has brought me here, and from here I'm going to keep going further. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go further. And then know, if you fall, if you struggle, if you fail, God has so much grace. He's, he's there. He's waiting. He's ready to pick you up, put you back on your feet, and tell you to go, 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 go again. Because he loves you. He cares for you, and He has good, good plans for you.